1: You're listening to Fox Sports
3: Radio.
4: I think we just start off the show with you beatboxing, you know? You know, when I was in high school, I was the beatbox uh, beatbox champion of, uh, of of the city.
5: Is that right? Oh, yeah. Were, uh, yeah. What seed were you going into that tournament?
4: I was the number one seed. You were a one seed. Oh, I was legendary.
5: Yeah. Yeah. So you just came through in glorious fashion over there. I, can you check on our guy, Papa Bear? Did he have cardiac arrest? Because I didn't hear anything. Normally, would be like, all right, your mic's on. Go for it. <laughs> or he'll say something in Papa Bear fashion. You know, I didn't hear anything. So I'm like, I, I, are we on? Are we good? I don't know. <laughs> it's
4: all good, baby. I'm here. I wanted to bring you in with the beat.
5: <laughs> you, you welcomed me in. Yes. I appreciate that. How you doing tonight, big man? I'm doing you seem good. like you're in a good mood.
4: You know why? With all of this college football going on, right? We got games. We got some upsets. You no, know, Texas beat TCU. We had old Dominion. Yeah, how about that? Beating third number 13, Virginia Tech. It's
3: That's not
4: just beating even beating them, beating them down. It's not it's even one by two touchdowns. Yeah, 49 points. It's not even scratching the surface. That's not even why I'm excited. Uh Uh-oh, what is it? Come on, man. I spent all morning not watching college football but watching the FedEx Players'
5: Championship. Oh, stop it. What? (laughs) You didn't do that. You see him whispering? You You see him
4: whispering, right? Because when you talk about coffee, you
5: have to whisper. I thought it was so you didn't get hit by a bolt of lightning because you're lying (laughs) through your teeth. I thought That's why you were whispering. I'm whispering because you have to respect the game,
4: even though we're— Thousands of miles away from the players, the announcers still whisper. Woods,
5: they do. Dagger yeah. Tiger
4: Wood, Woods up for the, for the birdie butt. and it's on its way. Oh, he has it. Good job. Like I'm like, why are you whispering? They can't hear you. Please. So, no excitement in the. Booth. You spent
5: time watching golf. Not time of ball today.
4: Not time the whole day.
5: The, why? What are you doing? Are you kidding me?
4: First of all, we started off Thursday. Tigers in share of the lead on Thursday. I'm like, oh, okay, all right. Then we do Friday. Once again, Tigers in in the lead. I'm like, oh, well, this is this is different. And then Saturday, I said, well, I need to check out and see what's going on. Five birdies in a row. Whew. To start the to start the uh, the the, the 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 um the round, Oof. I said I got to check this out. Six out of seven birdies. Go just to start first seven holes. I was all in after that. After the second uh, birdie, I was like,
5: oh, I got to check this out. You know, I'll throw this out at you because we know Tiger Woods is by far the biggest draw in sports. That's not debatable. You've got people that aren't even golf fans that will watch not just majors if Tiger's in contention, but non majors like me, like myself. That's right. Right. <laughs> so Tiger Woods is easily the number one draw in oh, yeah. sports. We're we're talking American sports. Let's I don't know about soccer and internationally and all that. We're right. talking American sports here. Number two on the list. Not that golf I'd is make an the American
4: debate. sport because it was founded in Scotland, but
5: go ahead. We're talking popularity oh, okay. in this oh, country. This Right. <laughs> Listen to you, but you are on one today I'm already. Sure.
4: I am. I'm happy, man. I'm happy.
5: <laughs> you can get a little golf in your system. A little you're Little golf,
4: giddy. man. A little golf. But
5: I think that the number two biggest draw in sports right now is Conor McGregor. Signed his six fight deal with UFC. I would put him number two on the list. And we're throwing out other names. LeBron James, obviously, high on that list. But think about this, big man. I think that the drop-off between Conor McGregor fighting in the octagon versus Conor McGregor not fighting in the octagon, that is more significant than LeBron in the finals versus LeBron not in the finals. Would you follow me on that? Yeah, I do. I follow you on that. You agree with me? Mm -hmm. You go number two, Conor McGregor? Um, In this current climate right
4: now, yes, because he is such a polarizing figure, and we've been waiting for him to fight again in lieu of that fiasco, that staged stunt that they pulled uh, months back with him, you know, getting arrested and so on and so forth. But the UFC is just not the same without a personality like Conor McGregor. We got no Ronda Rousey. We got John Jones who can't stay off that stuff. You know, as good and as great as Daniel Cormier is, he's just not that draw because he's a nice guy. Right. He's a nice guy. He's not going to talk a lot of trash, even though if you uh, ex- unless it's John Jones. Right. Right. What's <laughs> it's but, John Jones, but, but the but, evil
5: Daniel Cormier right, comes right.
4: out. But but I know Daniel. And, and when we launched FS1, he was always there. And he's just a good guy. Right. Conor McGregor brings something different to the table. It's that thing that he learned from Mayweather. You love me or hate me, but you're going to pay to watch me fight period.
5: Yeah, I'd put him number two, and man, you talk about sports that desperately need their stars. That would be golf with Tiger Woods, mm-hmm. and it would be UFC with Conor McGregor because you are not going to see the NFL suffer without Aaron Rodgers no. like last year. You're not going to see the NBA suffer without LeBron, even though he's the kingpin. We know that. It's not going to suffer even close to the same degree no, that golf would. and UFC suffer without their stars. You're right, and and. Those sports, those leagues, they
4: need those two to be good. And I, and, and and Conor McGregor has to be dominant. We, it doesn't need Conor McGregor to go out there and get knocked out, right? right? Like yeah, that, yeah. It doesn't need that. Like that's the, the they need Conor McGregor to continue to be the Conor McGregor that we've all come to love or hate. Right? Very brash, very boastful but gets in that octagon and destroys people, right? Except for one of the Diaz brothers, but
5: that's another story. Right, and man, when he's coming off the shelf to fight Khabib syllables, Mm -hmm. as I call them, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Why do these guys have to be so good with these names, man? We got Adetokumbo. I just learned how to pronounce that guy. Now we got Norma Gomadoff. You just have you, to you, speed through it and hope you you're in
4: the vicinity. You have a last name with five vowels in it,
5: man. Right? goodness. How do you put? How, that's a lot of vowels for a name. That's a lot. It's a lot. That's why we go Khabib syllables, with you a,
4: know, with the V at the end of it. I don't even know what that what sound that makes.
5: <laughs> but What's, that guy, what? he, he, whatever no, noises that last name produces, <laughs> he is nasty in the octagon. That dude is the truth. And for Conor McGregor to fight him, you're right. I mean, if he gets absolutely smoked, speaking of Conor McGregor, that's gonna hurt his next matchup. Oh, absolutely. That six fight deal doesn't look so great for the UFC anymore. No, uh, by the way, Virginia Tech, as you mentioned, Ephraim, they did not look good for the ACC today either. You had twenty-nine point dogs. The Old Dominion—I don't even know what their nickname is. Are they the I, Monarchs? I, the, the
4: Constables or something? Get, I don't they're, know. They're, they're <laughs> the, we'll go with whatever you think it is. Right. That's
5: Old Dominion. Fill in the blanks. You know, Old Dominion takes down Virginia Tech, forty-nine to thirty-five. It's the biggest upset by an FBS team over an ACC opponent in the last forty seasons. So shout out Old Dominion and what happened, Virginia Tech? What, what do you do there? What, what's your season is toast? Yeah, after that's, one, that, yeah. That
4: that's a wrap. I tell you what, they got that big back Jeremy Cox for uh for Old Dominion. Uh-huh. That boy was rumbling. Yeah. Goodness. <laughs> Six foot two thirty five. That's a lot to tackle.
5: Yeah. <laughs> but by the way, I need um uh, on a personal note, big man, I need la tech. I got him tied into a teaser uh. here. Now I do, you know, I enacted a policy on myself because I want to be locked into the show. Okay. So I don't gamble during the show. Right, right. And so the show's beginning, and I'm like, Oh, yeah, I kind of forgot that these games would be going on during the show. Oh, so you locked Okay, so what we got? Tell, tell me what we, yeah. we're working with. So I got uh, Mississippi State. Okay. I got them in a teaser. So they're minus three and a half. So they're looking good against Kentucky right now. But I need La Tech, my Bulldogs for today. They're on the road at LSU. Right. And they are down 17 nothing, mm-hmm. and just threw an interception. So this is not looking good. What do well, you need them to do? To do? Yeah, they um what were they? Before the game started, they were like 18 and a half point dogs, I want to so say. So you need right them just
4: there. to show up a little bit.
5: Uh, well, I get extra points with the teaser, you get additional points. Oh. So as long okay. as they don't lose by more than 24?
4: So if it's I'm like good. 72 to 12, well, that's not working
5: for us. That's not going to work out. Okay, well. But well. if it's uh 72 to 50, that would work, <laughs> you know? <laughs> that works. <laughs> Even mm-hmm. seventy-two to forty-eight, we're good. As, you know, we just got to keep it them, within
4: twenty-four. Yeah, this is it's a yeah. Right at first play after the uh, turnover, first play after the turnover, it's uh, twenty-three zip now. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You said you got yeah. some extra points for the teaser, right? Yeah, got 18. extra points. How many yeah, extra so
5: points again? I think it's six points six added eight. on to whatever so the spread was. Was that eighteen? Yeah.
4: So let me do some math. Uh, so that's six eight. That's two. That's
5: twenty-four. Yep, there you go. So I think it was 18 either, and a half, so yeah, 24
4: so, and a half were good. So they either have to shut LSU out from here on out and not <laughs> score, or they have to, as every time LSU scores from here on out, they need to
5: score as well. That's right. you got to match points for points here. How about this? My new favorite Twitter follow, Lou Holtz. Really? Lou Holtz is just like Magic Johnson. Every now and then he'll have a hot take or two. He actually he called for La Tech to have the outright upset tonight, and I was like, "What are they? What are they? Underdogs by they were underdogs by three touchdowns at the time." That Lou Holtz was like, "Yeah, La Tech outright winners," but La he is like the Magic Johnson because he's stating the obvious. Right. It's so funny, man. He's like. Uh the loser of this game, they're going to their playoff chances are going to be hurt severely. Whatever game he was talking about. And it was like, "Hey, thanks Lou. Appreciate that, man." Good looking out. Didn't know that without you pointing that out. <laughs> so, I encourage everybody to follow Lou Holtz. It's good for a laugh or two. It's good stuff, man. Absolutely. All right, well, I will follow all Lou then. Yeah, we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com. For a free rate quote. Coming up next from the Geico Studios, Ephraim. I cannot believe what the big man, offensive lineman, had to say. It's unreal. You guys got to stay tuned for it. We'll lay it out for you. On the way, I'm Brian Noh, he's Ephraim Salaam. This is Fox Sports Radio. I'm Brian Noh, he's Ephraim Salaam. We're coming to you live here from the Geico Studios on Fox Sports Radio. You excited for this Oregon Stanford game? Ducks I, hosting the Cardinal tonight, Ephraim. I am. I really yeah. am.
4: It, it's um, I love you know. Conference games and and once you start getting playing, ranked teams in your own conference, and I I I, I enjoy that part of 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 uh college football because, you know, each loss in college football it, it could be it it's over. You know, you only get 12 games, and when you have these ranked teams in the same conference, I think it's good for college football. I
5: I, I really do. Yeah, I think this is a reputation game, especially for Oregon, because for a long time I feel like their reputation hasn't matched the reality. They've been known as a finesse team, and, oh, they run bubble screens, and they run around, and they're pretty good finesse-wise, but they're not physical. So if they, in this – Big-time game. This is the game of the weekend, for sure. Stanford going to Oregon. If Bryce Love and the Cardinal just run it down Oregon's throat, they're going to be known even more so. Oh, see, there you go again. Finesse Oregon. They don't have the physicality, so forth and so on. Because when you see these highly anticipated games, these big-stage games, if you don't perform on that stage, your reputation sometimes gets blown out of proportion. Yeah, it, it
4: does. You know, and you you can't – the The great thing about college football is there are no missteps. You can't make a mistake. But I always say this. It's always good to lose early than late mm-hmm. in college football because you could be the number two team in the country and lose a, and you know, one of your last games and <laughs> wake up to be at number eight, you know, opposed to being ranked high early, losing the game, and then going on a winning streak all the way into – what we call now the uh uh the playoffs. Mhm. You know, it has more it has more weight, which I I think is ridiculous, you know. But I do want to uh talk about the <laughs> the best team in college football, you know. You know who that is, don't you? Old Dominion?
5: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe for today, oh. but- Were you going with Roll Tide? No, no. no, Come on, man. Think about it. Irish? You you haven't given the Irish any love. No, no, no. Who? Who is it?
4: Just think about it.
5: Clemson? You like Clemson? No, no, Clemson. Where where are we going? Who do you got? There's nobody left. (laughs) Is nobody left? Oh, are you going with your Aztecs? Really? Are you going to bring up San Diego State today? No, I wasn't even
4: going there. Okay. What do you have? Who is it? I wasn't even going there. The only team with the nation's longest winning streak who you like to poo-poo about
5: hmm. oh gosh are we really going <laughs> Here we go. are we really going there <laughs> who'd they beat today McGillicuddy State who was it who they was that actually, formidable opponent today they actually played
4: yesterday yeah who NA was beat it Flor- uh, Elaine Kiffin's oh, Florida yeah. Atlantic
5: F- quick what's Florida Atlantic's nickname the Yeah, like, If you don't know the nickname in two seconds, they are trash. It's the, the man.
4: I just told – it's the owls. It's the, the demon owls. Florida Atlantic. Yes. I'm trying to the, add, add some toughness to an owl. I don't even know.
5: Although – The mountain owls. I, yes. I mean, yeah. Although
4: I will say this. Have you ever seen an owl like up close and personal like at night? They that are, is one yeah, of the most are. terrifying things you could ever. If you go out to your back porch just to get some air, and you uh-huh. hear a ooh, ooh, and you look up, and you see the back of an owl, and you're like, "Oh snap!" and then that Yo, head <laughs> turns all the way around. It's like, "Oh lord, the demon! Please yeah. help me, Jesus!" It is.
5: It's beyond creepy, and I don't think those people, evil eyes, man.
4: The head turns all the way around.
5: Yeah, How but is here's that the other thing:
4: Why is that possible?
5: Look at it this way, though. Possums are the most evil-looking creatures Yeah, their ever eyes created. glow. They are straight from the depths of hell. But nobody is known as the possums, you know? There's not one team that has a nickname of possum. Not one. No, it's not. the Because uh, it's not intimidating. As evil as it is, it's not intimidating. Same thing with the owls, you know? <laughs> so... For UCF to take down the Lane Kiffin-led Owls, who the hell cares? Play someone that matters, and I'll take my hat off to you. Hey, man, look, all I'm saying, okay,
4: all I'm saying is they still haven't lost, right? They were the only undefeated team in in, in NCAA last year, and they still haven't lost. They're ranked number 16 in the nation. They're 3-0. and you gotta give him some props. Okay, let me ask you this. Let no, me, no, I no. don't. Okay, wait. I do not. Okay, wait. <laughs> and I will not wait, wait, wait. All right, wait. All right. Listen to me.
5: <laughs> okay, I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What what if
4: what if they go undefeated again this year?
5: They don't play anybody. What do you know Their how hard it is? Is trash. It's not hard when you play an easy schedule.
4: Do you know how hard it is to go two years back-to-back without losing a
5: game? Not when you play the teams they're playing. Have you seen their schedule? I'll rattle it off for you. Here's UCF. They're playing FCS opponent, for crying out loud. They were at UConn. UConn, by the way. That's not FCS. UConn. The FCS school is South Carolina State, but I'm just going with the, you know. Okay, order. so
4: Alabama's never played an FCS school? Clemson's never played. They, FCS they have, school. but they've
5: played. Of, they've played schools that are uh, ranked, that have like a little number in front of the name of the school. <laughs> unlike UCF. Okay. But, uh, all right.
4: All right. Fine.
5: W- we'll, we'll go in order here, okay. real quickly. You raise your hand when you tell and tell me, like, oh, 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 big time opponent. Okay. Here. Go ahead. Maybe you have two, with some name recognition. So they were at UConn to start the season. Mm-hmm. UConn, by the way. What's their what What's they, their mascot? The husky. But that's
4: because that's, of basketball. It doesn't matter. You <laughs> because, it was your that's because own of Danielle
5: Marshall, it not was your, of football.
4: It was your own sentiment. You were the one who said <laughs> if you don't know the mascot right off the head, there they aren't about anything. The fact that you know uh UConn's mascot right off lets you know there's something. <laughs> you did that oops. you fell into it. It's no, your fault. It's
5: because of hoops. All right, now okay, UConn, that mighty football factory. Okay, go I ahead. think they were thirty-point dogs today, and who they didn't play anybody that was of great note. I'm gonna have to find out the game that they I'm going I'm gonna look
4: right now. I'm gonna see what game they play yeah, right now.
5: UConn, um, I swear they were big-time dogs. Who did they play today? They oh, played Syracuse. They were <laughs> they, Syracuse. At Syracuse. Today. They were thirty-point dogs, and they. <laughs> Lost and by 30. <laughs> they lost by
4: 30. That's pretty good.
5: Freaking Vegas. That's I'll pretty tell you good. What. Side story. Okay, we back to the UCF fake nights. Oh. So, oh. So, UConn, then they followed it up with South Carolina State. Quick, okay. what's their nickname?
4: The Gamecocks.
5: No, they're not. That would be South Carolina, not South Carolina oh. State. Oh. That's FCS South Carolina oh. Sorry. State. Yeah. Sorry. Nobody knows. All right, nobody, nobody knows. cares. Yeah. Then uh the North Carolina game got canceled. What's
4: their mascot?
5: We know those, okay. but it's Okay, it's good. Because of good. Oh, keep going, keep going, keep going. Florida Atlantic.
4: The Mighty Demon Owls. F-
5: football Factory mm-hmm. over there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh yeah, 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 big time over there. Keep going. Florida Atlantic. Uh we go to Pitt. What's their mascot? We know those. Okay, Panthers. Yeah, Wait, we, know, you go, we know. Okay. How's Pitt, by the way? Pitt lost to North Carolina today. How's Pitt? Keep How's Pitt going. Doing? Keep going.
4: Hmm? We're just SMU. trying to see.
5: Okay. SMU. What is their mascot? The Mustangs. We okay, know all these mascots. Hey, man. Are they good in football? Let's, let's forget hey, about the mascot. They good you can't in forget about it
4: now. You started the show. Are they the good show, in football? You started the show talking that's about. That's what matters. <laughs> are they good in
5: football? Yes or no? What are they? Go ahead.
4: Keep going. Keep going.
5: I, I know. I need an answer. Are they good in football? Yeah, yes or no? Yeah, they got the death penalty. No, they were so good at football. At Memphis.
4: What is their mascot?
5: <laughs> we know all of these mascots. Keep like, going. All right. Are they good in football? Memphis. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're not. At East Carolina. What is their mascot? (laughs) We know all of these. Pirates, Owls. Oh, we got back-to-back. We got Temple next week. Oh, we know their mascot. Navy. The midshipmen. Well, Cincinnati got a a big-time win today. Look out for the Bearcats. And then they finish it up with South Florida. Cincinnati's 4 from. It's a terrible schedule.
4: Cincinnati's 4-0 right now. And then UCF, 3-0. <laughs>
5: their schedule is so bad, you can't even tell the conference games apart from the non-conference <laughs> games. And their non-conference <laughs> games are a joke. That's what? how bad their conference is. The American what? Athletic is well, hot garbage.
4: Well, when, <laughs> when next year when they open up at Alabama, all right, and put that hurting on them, then what?
5: Ooh, 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 by the way, LaTeX on the board. Go Bulldogs, okay. 24-7. to Glimmer oh, of no, teaser got, hope. Yeah. We,
4: we get yeah, here we go.
5: Yeah, yeah, there we go. We're in the mix. Let's make that money. That's a terrible schedule, Ephraim. I'm sorry. Like, here's the thing. I don't have any agenda. I don't have some vendetta against UCF. Sounds if like they a little played hatred. somebody at of notes, I'd take my hat off to them. I have nothing against the little guys. It's that you gotta bring something to the table. You can't just show up and be like, hey, we're little guys. I'm like, okay, well, what else do you have to show? Any big-time any big victories? No, we're just little guys. Well, then get the hell out of here. That's what I say to the little guys when it comes to that.
4: If you got hate
5: in your heart, let it out. <laughs> Someone who does not have hate in his heart, he just has a plethora of information. That would be Steve DeSager. He's with us this evening.
6: Good evening, gentlemen. My man. Oregon is ahead of seventh-ranked Stanford, 7 nothing in the first quarter. You know, Stanford is playing at Central Florida next season. They had signed a home-and-home series three years ago was the first game of the two. That was at Stanford when they had Christian McCaffrey and they beat UCF thirty one to seven just for the Rangers. I
5: hope Stanford beats them eighty-two to three. So
6: September of next season, Stanford in Orlando against UCF. Now the tune up games for the UCF Knights, first they have to go through the mighty tough Florida AM whatevers, and then Florida Ooh. Atlantic again. Ooh. That that will lead them up to the Stanford game next September. Gauntlet. second quarter ninth ranked auburn up 10 nothing against arkansas Halftime on pay-per-view. Fifth-ranked Oklahoma leads Army 21 to 14. It is 24th-ranked Michigan State leading 14 nothing at Indiana early second quarter. Halftime. 14th-ranked Mississippi State tied 7-7 at Kentucky on FS1. At 15th-ranked Oklahoma State, Cowboys lead Texas Tech early second quarter 17-14. Late second quarter at number six LSU. It is 24-7 Tigers over Louisiana Tech. Late third quarter at number 25 BYU Cougars 20. 20- 27-3 leaders against McNeese State in the top 10 wins for Alabama and Georgia for Clemson and Ohio State, Notre Dame as well. 12th-ranked West Virginia got a victory, but number 13 Virginia Tech lost at Old Dominion 49-35. Blake LaRussa off the bench for nearly 500 yards passing and four touchdowns. vatech goes down. Conference USA teams had lost 52 straight games against ranked non-conference opponents until this one. On Fox Texas, beat number 17 TCU, which is now 2 and 2, 31-16 Longhorns the final, wins for Michigan and Miami. Purdue beat number 23 Boston College 30 to 13. The Yankees have clinched a wild card spot. Tampa Bay lost earlier today and now the Yankees have won in 11 innings over Baltimore 3 to 2. The Orioles record this season and and still a week left. (laughs) Still still more games to go. They can't get
4: out of there fast enough. It
6: is 110 and counting for the O's. (laughs) St. Louis got a game-winning homer on Fox today. I read that it was the eighth walk-off homer they have had, nearly the record, a 10-inning win over the Giants, 5-4, Redbirds. Yes, still a chance for the playoffs for them with a week to go. And Atlanta won its division, clinching the NL East with a 5-3 victory over Philadelphia. Among the many games in progress, the Brewers, the team that leads the NL wildcard race, getting shut out 2-0 at Pittsburgh in the bottom of the fifth, while the Cubs are tied 2-2 at the White Sox in the top of the fifth. NASCAR's 400 is tonight at Richmond. They're through about 125 of the 400 laps. Martin Truex Jr. still in the league. Kevin Harvick, second. Back to you.
5: Uh, quick question for you, Steve. I, I didn't DeSager. mention
6: Tiger because you spent the whole first segment on yeah. Tiger Woods up by three strokes.
5: Is the, not the whole first, but a good portion of it. Quick question for you. Mm-hmm. Would UCF have the same winning percentage as the Orioles if they played teams that were actually good? <laughs>
6: <laughs> Maybe not last year's team, but in general?
5: Man, you got a lot of hate in your heart, man. Uh, it's just a question. You get your hate out of there.
4: You got to shake that hate out of there, man. <laughs>
5: We are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. I could not believe that I read this statement right before the show started, Ephraim. This is from Ramon Foster, guard for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, you'll remember that Ramon Foster, a few weeks ago when Le'Veon Bell didn't report he was still holding out, trying to get uh, – wasn't happy with the the offer, the being franchise tagged again by the Steelers. Right. Okay? So you didn't have Le'Veon Bell show up for the week one game against the Browns. And Ramon Foster came out and said, uh, what do you do? Here's a guy who doesn't give a damn, I guess, so we'll treat it as such. I just hate it came to this. He's making seven times what I – am make twice as much as Al Villanueva is making, and we're the guys who do it for him, end quote. So very outspoken, counting Le'Veon Bell's money, multiple don't-dos as a teammate in the NFL. That's a new era. (laughs) Yeah. So Ramon Foster on the Steelers drama, here's what he says, quote, it has to die, end quote. And it's like, so they go on, they're like, well, how, how can they kill it? He says, quote, you give them nothing, they have nothing, end quote. So, okay, let me get this straight, Ramon Foster. This is the guy who publicly crushed Le'Veon Bell, who publicly counted his money and now is saying the drama has to die. Well, you should have figured that out before the drama got to be as out of hand as it is now. Yeah, you You. – first
4: of all, it's all kinds of – Guy code and and Ugh. and player codes being broken. I, I don't know what's going on in that Steelers locker room, but you know I said it before. James Harrison this summer said things are different there. He went to New England and he said, "Hey, things are very tight. The ship is run the right way in Pittsburgh, which he spent his his entire career. Things are." Loose. Mm-hmm. Talman doesn't really have things buttoned up in control of that locker room. And you we continue to hear these stories from players. And us ex players are scratching our heads like, what in the fizzle sticks? Like it is no <laughs> way you sit up there as an offensive lineman, especially as an offensive lineman. And you start making these comments. I mean, tell me how you really feel. We're the ones that do it for him. And mm. I'll tell you this. You can have the best offensive line in the world. If your running back is an elite, then you won't put up elite numbers. Period.
5: Yeah. That's so, true.
4: to discredit what Le'Veon Bell has done and has meant to the Steelers organization and then putting his business in the street, and then
5: counting his money, mm. what? And then it's coming be, back and saying oh, the drama has to end we now. We got some furniture like, moving. You're furniture the guy. We, we yeah. Mm-mm, mm-mm. I I just it's unbelievable to me. I'm trying to think of a comparison. If you're the source of the problem, let's say that you are. Um, let's say your house is just a disaster. Because you're leaving your clothes all over the place. Right, right. You're a hoarder. Like you're not doing any of the dishes. And you say to your wife, honey, we got to we gotta step this thing this up is, here and clean up. Here. When you're the problem. You don't get to make here. that statement. This yeah, is
4: disgusting.
5: Well, it's uh, you.
4: You're yeah. doing it.
5: I know it. <laughs> so Ramon Foster, after counting Le'Veon Bell's money, has the audacity to say that the drama has to die this now. This is weird, man. This is really Unreal. weird. But
4: this goes to show you how much in disarray this Stiller organization is. And, it is. And, and, and them not winning just adds on to it. Le'Veon Bell, as we saw last week on Jet Skis in Miami, living his best life,
3: doesn't <laughs> battles, care. everything. <laughs> he doesn't right. care.
4: He'll show up week 10. He'll give you six weeks, and he'll be a free agent. Yeah. That's it. That's yeah. where he is. He's, pre- he's prepared to do that then, you know, the divorce will be final and we can just move on. But to have all of this stuff coming out, and it just is so weird to to think that this is happening, right? Like, this
5: shouldn't be happening like this. It shouldn't. And I'll go back to the Thursday night game to show the difference between Todd Bowles and Mike Tomlin. Because remember Isaiah Crowell, who busted out, (laughs) One of the most random touchdown celebrations you will ever see where he used the ball as if it was toilet paper Mm -hmm. and he was acting as if he was wiping, which wasn't exactly the classiest celebration. But after the game, Todd Bowles said that was inexcusable. We addressed it. It will never happen again. That's what Todd Bowles said. You know what Mike Tomlin said this week after Antonio Brown had gotten into it with um, with people on Twitter. He was uh, talking to reporters and threatening violence and all of those things. And he had words with his assistant coaches. Dude, is too immature, man. He, he didn't show up to practice. And Mike Tomlin said, hopefully, this is the last time we'll have to address this. Hopefully? What, <laughs> hopefully. Come right. on, coach. He's allowing all these guys to pop off at the mouth. He's allowing the bad behavior, and you wonder why it continues. It's because Mike Tomlin doesn't put his foot down. You need
4: to, as a head coach, you need to put your foot down. Stop being everyone's friend. Start being their coach. Yeah. I'm a firm right. believer in that.
5: Bulldogs on the move. La Tech pride, baby. Okay. Trying to okay. get some points before whoa, halftime. Whoa. Yeah, let's get it done here. Coming up next in the Geico Studios, the future of the NFL looks incredibly bright in one aspect. I'm Brian Nell. He's e from Salaam this is Fox Sports Radio brought to you by Progressive Insurance
1: creators of the Name Your Price tool choose from a range of coverage options and pick the price that works for you visit progressive.com today It's Brian
5: no Andy e from Salam here on Fox Sports Radio coming to you from the Geico Studios Yeah so E from I'm looking at something and I I'm channeling my inner positivity cuz you know I'm a positive guy. I like to walk around with a smile on my face. I like to point out the things that are good in life. I'm optimistic in general. So I was like, you know what? I need to point this out during the show tonight. The one thing that the NFL has going for it, more than anything in terms of its long-term viability, that would be these young gun quarterbacks. Got a lot of them in the NFL right now. It's a bunch of them. New breed. We We got a bushel. So we get Carson Wentz back, who would have been the MVP last year had he not gotten hurt. Jared Goff is playing very, very good football. 28 touchdowns, seven picks last year, off to a good start this year. Patrick Mahomes is just crushing it right now. He's going to come back to earth a little bit, but 10 touchdowns in two weeks. The future looks bright, man, and the jury's out. Baker Mayfield had a very nice debut. We'll see if he progresses going forward, but... Someone from that 2018 class has got to hit, right? Is it going to be mm. Darnold, Baker, Cleated Jesus, and Josh Rosen? I can't imagine that they're going to go 0 for five with all five of those first rounders being busts. Um, I
4: I can't wait to to next hour because we're going to really jump into this Baker Mayfield thing. Mm. Don't have enough time no. on this side, but on the on the other side, uh huh. I, I can't wait to, and I and I'll see if you agree with me today. Okay. Uh-huh. We've been pretty on par with each other. We've been on the same page. That's for good. the most part.
5: That's good. <laughs> <laughs> right. For the most Aside part. Aside from UCF, we've been together. Right. Yeah.
4: Right, right. <laughs> but but I will I will say this. The new crop of quarterbacks uh in the NFL, it's refreshing, right? Because people were asking a couple years ago, okay, well, what are we gonna do? Because Then this is when Peyton was still playing. Like, Peyton is getting old. Tom is getting old. You know, Drew, uh, Breeze is getting old. Yeah. Aaron, like, we're getting ready to usher into another generation of quarterbacks. Who will those guys be? And that question has been answered. It's been answered with the Wilsons. It's been answered with the Prescotts. Sort of, kind of. We mm-hmm. definitely have answers on Andrew Luck. He is what we thought he was. He just has to stay healthy. Uh, most of that is not his fault. Um, and then you have these young guns in Mayfield and Darnold, and maybe Josh Rosen. We don't know about Josh Rosen. We don't Josh Josh Rosen. We don't know what he brings to the table. But then you have Allen out there learning valuable do's and don'ts. So, I, you know, when you look at the landscape of the quarterback position for the NFL right now, it's bright. It's extremely bright. Hell, yeah. even
5: Blake Bortles is balling. <laughs> well, yeah. Blake Bortles had a great game against the Patriots, no doubt. Um, It's funny, too, man, because Blake Bortles, he's a guy who's had numerous shortcomings. I don't have to tell you something that is if you don't know that, Ephraim. You've been very outspoken <laughs> against Blake Bortles. But I have. Blake Bortles absolutely dissected the Patriots. Oof. And we're like, yeah, but it's Blake Bortles, where you'll have Sam Darnold week one after a pick six on his first throw play pretty well against the Lions, and it was, oh, Sam Darnold this and Sam Darnold that. You fast-forward over the last two weeks. You're like, oh, well. And it's, oh, eh, well, <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> so it's just funny to me that Baker Mayfield, he looked really good. He was precise. He was accurate. He's just throwing darts. But that was against the Jets' defense, and that was one performance. So I don't know why people lose their minds when it comes to a good performance because – Sam Darnold should show you that we shouldn't get over the top with giddiness when it comes to Baker Mayfield.
4: Not going to get sucked into Baker Mayfield on this side of the okay. on this side right. of the hour. I'm not going to. And you do got it. some
5: in depth thoughts on Baker? I Mayfield, do, right? and
4: I and when, I will not cut them short. <laughs> I will, I will not. We're going to have a real life conversation.
5: All right, all right. I'll say this because we have a little bit of time, yep. and we have to fill it with, you know, <laughs> with something. Words, you know. <laughs> It blows my mind how some of these college quarterbacks are utilized. Where I'm watching Justin Herbert tonight, and he's doing better in terms of running the football and getting what he can and then getting down, not taking that excessive punishment. But he had the broken collarbone last year, missed a good portion of the season because he's trying to bowl people over. Yeah. And I watched that Wake Forest game against Notre Dame today. Their poor quarterback, the sideline reporter, I think it was Holly Rowe, she was like, yeah, I'm looking at him on the sideline here. It was at the end of the game. She's like, he's got scrapes all up and down his <laughs> arms. He was battered and bruised. They're just having this dude take on D lineman. Like, what are they doing to these poor kids, man? You hey, see it man. all over in
4: college football. Using them up, shipping them out. Somebody man. else. Guess what? Guaranteed someone else will be there to fill that spot. That's no just doubt. how it goes, man. It's an assembly line.
3: It's it a, is. It's an
4: assembly they, line. They... Line
5: him up. That's how they treat him. You know, they treat a lot of these guys, even high end guys. Justin Herbert might be the number one overall pick out of Oregon when it's set, all said and done mm-hmm. next year, and he's he's running the ball. He's he's got a lot more Russell Wilson in him this year, where he's sliding and getting out of the way of further harm. But man, it's look, crazy. Some of these lower tiered quarterbacks. Look at Kellen Mond. Like you said Kellen Munn from A and M.
4: Yeah. Man, I mean, he was pretty much the running back. That's right. I mean, right. Had 18 carries against that hellacious uh, Alabama defense. Yeah. They're not like, hey, get down and he was running the ball
5: like a yeah. running back. Absolutely, he was. Yeah, and it's man, you see the the plus side of it. Because when you have an athletic quarterback who can pick up that amount of yardage, it helps. But they have no regard of, all right, you might want to get down, slide, stay upright. They're like, forget it. Just get, let it hang out, baby. Get, the get what yards. you can get. Fight yeah. for the yards. We need the yards. That's how it is in college football, it man. It, I mean, you got to think. It's almost 100 kids on the team. Yeah. It's wild. All right, coming up next from the Geico Studios, Ephraim expands on some hard-hitting Baker Mayfield thoughts. You know, big man, we're going to get to your thoughts about Baker Mayfield coming up in just a couple of minutes, but we've got this breaking news with Carl Anthony Towns.
4: Mm, Get that money.
5: Yes, and the T-Wolves, five years, $190 million. So he is signed, sealed, and delivered and he's a fantastic player. I think they had to do something just so media day wouldn't be so unbelievably awkward on Monday with the Jimmy Butler drama. You know, it's like, all right, let's uh let's lock up cat. Let's uh let's get some positivity going here in this organization. <laughs> something. Like, <laughs> it's unbelievable what's going on with Jimmy Buckets right now, man. Jimmy Butler this past week is like trade me, want to be traded. It was September 19th when he was requesting a trade from the season's right around the corner. He didn't know this months ago? It would have been better for the organization if he told them months ago. I will say on the plus side, it's nice that he told them now where they can get something for him instead of seeing him walk in free agency next summer. So it depends how you look at it. But it is putting Minnesota in a tough position to try to deal him and get something of value because they're not going to get equal value when he puts it out there like, yo, trade me. I want to be out of here.
4: Yeah, but then you had the owner saying okay, but then you had the front office saying we didn't, he's not on on the the, the trading block. Yeah. So I you know this has to play out more for me because I don't know. Of course, you would think that the owner has the final say, and if the owner yeah. wants him traded, then he'll be traded. But then again, when you have your coach and your GM, you go and sit and you tell the owner, hey, look, we you don't want negative value for for an asset. So it may not be in our best interest to trade him for nothing. So, yeah. you know, it 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 behoove us to have him play this year and then whatever transpires next off season may be uh better financially for the organization. So once once that conversation starts happening, then, you know, I we'll 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 get more answers. It's just you know, I don't wanna talk I don't wanna to, to, to use up Car Anthony Towns uh great moment with Jimmy Butler's you know, look at me everybody, I won out moment. You know, yeah. I, I, I think this is amazing for Car for Car Anthony Towns. I think uh, they misused him in the playoffs last year. Um you got to remember remember those games he would they weren't giving them the ball at all I believe they were playing the Rockets in the playoffs and this kid would be he would set the high pick and roll and James Harden would be guarding him in the post and Jimmy Butler would pull the ball out and shoot a step back three like I'm like uh, what part what part of basketball is this <laughs> you at one of the top centers in the league someone you went to all game all, I mean all season and now he has one of the worst perimeter defenders guarding him in the post and you don't want to give him the ball. Like it it happened multiple times throughout the, the that series and I just didn't understand it.
5: Well, and it's just another instance of wing drama, you know, <laughs> cuz yeah. we had yeah. a full season last year with Kawhi Leonard and now Jimmy Butler is saying get me out of here. So They're both intertwined. There's no doubt about that. And I hear you. We'd like to keep it with the shine on Carl Anthony Towns getting a five-year, $190 million extension. Supermax. But but to do anything of note in the West, it takes more than just one great player. And if Jimmy Butler was on board and you get another year, Jimmy Butler was hurt throughout a big stretch of the season. That hurt Minnesota's year significantly. First time they made the playoffs in 13 years Jimmy Butler was a big reason for that. And if he was content playing there, Minnesota's more than capable of making more noise this year. But then on September 19th, we get Jimmy Butler saying, I went out. I went out of here. And like you said, the dysfunction up top where the head coach Tom Thibodeau and the GM Scott Layden, they're reluctant to make a deal. They want to get back to the playoffs. They want to win as much as possible right here, right now. The owner, Glenn Taylor, He was saying at the NBA's Board of Governors meetings, he's like, yo, if you're having a hard time getting a hold of Thibodeau or Layden, just hit me up and we'll work something out. (laughs) If you can come to the table with something legit. How amazing is that? The owner is just going over their heads and saying, no, no, we're getting something for him instead of nothing whatsoever. Right, right. And and I get it.
4: But that locker room. Some of those guys in that locker room, they haven't always been Jimmy Butler fans. You know, there's that riff uh, between uh, him and and, and several players in that locker room. Andrew Wiggins, his brother tweeted out, yay, or or something to that effect. Hallelujah. And so you you start to look at the inner workings of, of this team, and it's like, okay, well, they're pretty much the Chicago Bulls of, what, three years ago. Including the coach. <laughs> right, how crazy is that? Luau Dang, <laughs> and you got Derrick Rose, and you got uh, uh, Jimmy Butler, and you got all of these pieces that Tosh Gibson.
5: Yeah, the had, Minnesota Bulls. they, they the, the finally Minnesota said, Bulls, yeah. No, no Joakim Noah. That's where we draw <laughs> the line. We draw <laughs> the line
4: at Joakim. <laughs> We're good.
5: We're not interested. The Knicks should have Knicks drew to some that degree. line as well. Oh, man, that's another story, but yes, you're right about that. It's crazy what's happening in Minnesota, and you know what? For both Kawhi Leonard and Jimmy Butler, we're going to see what happens, not just this coming season, because I would imagine Jimmy Butler is going to go somewhere. You've got to get something for him. It's one of these rare instances where typically the players don't have the leverage. Think about Earl Thomas, Seahawks safety, saying, I'm holding out, pay me. And the Seahawks are like no 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 Earl Thomas didn't have the leverage. In this instance, the T-Wolves don't have the leverage. What no. are they going to say? If he wants out, you've got to get something for him while you can. Yeah, you
4: we saw exactly what the Spurs did. Right? You got to you got to you got to push the button. No matter yeah. what you think as a front office, you have to push the button and put yourself in position to benefit from a disgruntled I mean look what Cleveland did with Kyrie right mm-hmm. like you you just gotta do something now you know I wouldn't have done what Cleveland did I would have got more but it is what it is we'll see what the market for a Jimmy Butler is we'll see that that's yeah. the that's the telltale that the, we'll see how excited other teams are about acquiring Jimmy Butler because you what you don't want to get is a sack lunch and a gas cart.
5: That's right. <laughs> that's right. Like a, yeah, it's a three-day-old roast beef sandwich, but, you know, it's something. No, right. no, you need something for a star player like Jimmy Butler. But think about this, with Kawhi Leonard and Jimmy Butler both forcing their way out, at least Butler in the process of doing so and probably will get his wish. You think they're going to both end up with the Clippers? That's a possibility. It's possible. Wow, that is
4: that is a real possibility, and they'd still be the second best team in L.A.
5: (laughs) Go figure. figure. Uh, Here's the question, though: As currently constructed, LeBron with this collection of one-year contracts, who would be better? Would it be the Lakers with LeBron, or would it be the Clips with Kawhi and Jimmy buckets? not knowing what the Clippers would actually have to give up to get Jimmy Butler over there. The Lakers. By how much? Oh. In terms of games here, how many wins do you think they'd be 20? better up? 20 wins? Yeah. 20? You think the Clips would be that bad with Buckets and Kawhi? And who else? Well, it depends who they have to give up. Right. They still have R- Tobias R- Harris is over there. R- Patrick Beverly is over there. You got some guys that can hoop. Yeah, but – Those
4: guys won't be there if you want to acquire Jimmy Butler, right? You said it right. Like, what will they have to give up? They're going to have to give up very valuable assets
5: to get Jimmy Butler. It really just depends on if there's a bidding war, because ideally you'd like to give up nothing. Why would you sacrifice a bunch of assets when you could possibly get him as a free agent next summer?
4: Right, yeah. That's exactly right. But we saw that with the Spurs, right? We saw that with the Spurs. And, you know, maybe they'll take a book out of San Antonio's, uh, a page out of San Antonio's book and trade him somewhere he doesn't want to be. He wants to go to L.A., then let's send him to Memphis. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Right? Right, We we want to send him to Memphis.
5: That's the one thing. If you don't have a no-trade clause, you might not want to specify where where you you want to go. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's the report. Is Jimmy Butler is like, all right, it's going to be either the Clippers, the Nets, or the Knicks. You might want to just leave that out of the equation. Yeah, you just say, I'm not happy
4: here. I'd like to go elsewhere. You don't start, you know, bullet pointing teams because I'm if if I'm a a GM, I'm looking at okay, geographically, where is this team? Where can does Maine have a a basketball? No, they don't have a basketball (laughs) team up there. Uh, Ah. Brooklyn, the Brooklyn yes. Nets. Hmm. Yeah, that's thirty five hundred miles. What? Let's do the Brooklyn Nets.
5: Yeah, and that's the other part, though. Man, is you know, sometimes you think the grass is greener on the other side. Sometimes it is. A lot of times it's and not. A
4: lot of times it's not. A lot of a lot of times it's fake grass over there with a bunch of weeds underneath.
5: Man, and you think about okay, wait, Jimmy wait, wait, wait,
4: wait, Lottech, Discord.
5: All right, we got. Bo- that's but for here's you. The thing here's. I appreciate that. That's Ethan. for you. Here's, you know what we got to do, though. Right? Freaking Mississippi State! I just noticed it's a bulldog bulldog teaser. We need both bulldogs. Uh, we of need Louisiana both? Tech uh, and Mississippi State. And Mississippi me. State just gave up a touchdown to Kentucky. What's their line? We need Mississippi State to win by at least four. Okay. And they're down by seven. Oh. Okay. Come I on. I can't Mississippi keep Mississippi State. This, Goodness. I can't keep track. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. All right, coming up next, as promised, from the Geico Studios, Ephraim laying out all of his thoughts simultaneously about Baker Mayfield. Was he impressed? Was Does he have tempered expectations? I don't know where he's going to go. We'll all find out next. I'm Brian No, He's Ephraim Salaam. This is Fox Sports Radio. It's Brian, though, no Andy from Salam with you here on Fox Sports Radio, coming to you from the Geico Studios, also brought to you by Granger, the products and services you need when you need them. Granger's got your back to help keep your facility running. Granger, for the ones who get it done, I'll tell you what, man, the Ducks came to play so far. They're up 21-7 to 7 oh, on yeah. Stanford. How about C.J. Verdell? Power run between the tackles. Takes it to the house. This is a good, gosh, how long was that run? I'll get it for you here real quickly. It was 65 yards. <laughs> strong? To the, no, I'm to sorry, quite 48. Strong. 48 yards. Sorry, big man. I did a bad job on that one, but That's 48 okay. yarder. And how about Mario Cristobal, former offensive lineman over at Miami? He almost did an, a Schwarzenegger pose. You know why? You just kind of,
3: uh,
5: he looked like that with the power running play, Oregon taking it to the house. They're up by two touchdowns thus far. Yeah,
4: this is a good matchup and in order for Stanford to go, I know that quarterback has had some early success this year, but it's all about Bryce Love. If he if if he can't get them those long, large chunks of yardage that he's known for, then that that offense kind of sputters a little bit.
5: Yeah. It does. And I still I go back to this being a reputation game because it really doesn't matter what you do in the smaller games as far as your reputation goes, whether team-wise, individual-wise. It's what you do in the bigger games, yep. and that goes so much further because if you look – I'll use Matt Ryan as an example. Look at what he did week one. He was bad against the Eagles. That was the standalone game. That was the game to kick off the entire season – and people looked at that and they're like, see, there you go. Told you overrated. Matt Ryan played great last week against the Carolina Panthers and no one cares. <laughs> no one, <laughs> nobody cares. It's those bigger stage games. And for Oregon, who's, who's battled that reputation of being soft and just being finesse. If they're running through the tackles and they're just out physicaling Stanford that's going to go a long way. If it's the opposite way, it's up, yep, see, same old Oregon. Same it's a old, reputation game. Yeah. Speaking of reputations, mm. Ephraim, I want to know what you think Baker Mayfield's Ooh. reputation is, what it should be, mm. the whole layout cuz I I'm, I'm all curious about your uh, your your outlook on old Baker Mayfield right now. Okay. So, I was I was very pleased
4: with mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield's outing on Thursday night um to rod taylor's inability to to sustain drives and his unwillingness to take shots he's very cautious with the ball that that's always been one of his positives and negatives doesn't turn mm-hmm. the ball over a lot but he doesn't really you know, go for for large plays. We saw that change last week, uh, late in the game when he hit uh threw a deep bomb uh uh against the Saints to take the lead in that game. That was like, whoa, okay, okay, let's see what he does this week. He came out oh, against the Jets. That Jets defense yeah. was all over him.
5: He was 0 for six to begin the 0 game. 0 for
4: six, four for fourteen for nineteen yards, sacked three times, hmm. um, got the concussion. Then Baker Mayfield came in, Mm -hmm. and boy, did he ever, Mm -hmm. right? Going into halftime, 14-3, Baker Mayfield comes out, and he wasn't like, this is the next coming, but what he was was a sense of calmness for that offense, right? Things just looked like they were running smoother, with him, mm-hmm. his command of the huddle. Now, I don't just look at plays when I'm evaluating quarterbacks especially because as a former offensive line uh, lineman, it's important for me to watch how he commands the offense. Now, he came right in in like a two-minute situation and his ability to to dictate what players needed to do, change receivers from side to side. I'm looking at all of that. Because sometimes young quarterbacks can come in and that's just too much. They just focus in on the play and, and not everything else. His ability to focus in on formations, plays, defenses, I was impressed by. Mm-hmm. I really was impressed by that aspect. And if that's where he's starting from, moving forward, I think his ceiling is, is, is high, extremely high.
5: Well, I hear what you're saying. And – I think out of all of the rookie quarterbacks, the one guy who would most benefit the NFL if he turns out to be the real deal is Baker Mayfield because he just has that it quality. Man. He's got a chip on his shoulder. He loves the negativity. He feeds off of it. He's not afraid to say in your freaking face if he proves you wrong. So I think just in terms of a, a lightning rod, If Baker Mayfield turns out to be the real deal, the NFL is going to absolutely be winning. We just look at this from a Browns perspective, but from an NFL perspective, he's the guy above all the others, where if he turns out to be the real deal, it would benefit them the most. And I will say it was a really good debut. But I'll say the same thing, man, is we were saying all of these things about Sam Darnold (laughs) against the Lions. And then you fast forward the last two weeks against the Dolphins, and against the Browns, he's looked completely different. So I want to see a few more starts from Baker Mayfield I understand that. before I really start to buy in. I understand
4: yeah. that, but I do want to say it's not the same thing. It's not the same thing uh, as we were talking about with Sam Darnold because Sam Darnold was named the starter in in preseason, and he prepared for that opening game against Detroit, The you know, he prepared to be the starter. Mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield came in cold off the bench. You know he didn't get a, a the majority of the reps during – the see, all of this – so for those who don't know, backup quarterbacks don't get any – they get one or two reps each team period. Each team period probably has 12 to 15 plays in it. Backup quarterbacks only get two of those plays in each team period. Mm -hmm. Right. None in blitz pickup because the starter needs to have all of that uh, that practice and that information. The backup quarterback is running the scout team, which is they're just running cards of the opposing defense and giving a look for the for your starting defense. So to have Baker Mayfield come off the bench in the middle of that game and have that type of success further lets me know that mentally his approach to the game is exactly where it needs to be for a quarterback in the national football league you don't get any of the reps but you can come in down by 14 points and lead your team to victory that is difficult to do for any it's difficult to do for quarterbacks been in the league for years but for this young man to come in and exhibit that type of maturity this early without getting those reps in preparation, I, my mind is blown.
5: Okay, look, man, I hear what you're saying, but this is like the biggest difference, and our like foundational makeup. <laughs> 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 yeah, because you it's can't. Not, because
4: you can't no, say. No, 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 wait, no, wait. No. Before you go, you can't say. You know what, Ephraim? I never really th- thought about it that way. That's some information I didn't know. Hmm, that's a good point. You can't give me that.
5: Well, it's a good point, but oh. here's the thing. Here's the but. There's okay, a, it's okay. a yeah, but. Yeah, good point, <laughs> yeah, big man. But. I hear you. It was eloquent. If there was just a harp in the background, that was the only thing that was missing. That's with all that. we needed. That's all we need. We needed some doves in the background flying around, and it would have been complete. I hear what you're saying. You laid it out very nicely. But the difference in what I see and what you see is I commonly consider the competition. And you leave it out. This is the Jets.
4: No, the Jets Wait, defense how- was, was what? what?
5: What what are you talking about? The Jets defense had, had been much better this year. The Jets defense, I'm not gonna make them out to be <laughs> there you go, there's the hearts. Right. Can we get the doves? <laughs> get on the doves. Stat. Stat. we need doves. Yeah. Um the the Jets defense, I'm not gonna make them out to be the worst in the league. But no, they, they have they're not. no pass rush. They don't have a pass rush. And it's not as if – like Doug Middleton, he had an easy interception in the back of the end zone. And if he makes a play, which is what he was in a position to do, we could very well be evaluating Baker Mayfield completely differently. If they don't win that game and he's got an interception, no touchdown passes, no catch of the Philly special, none of that stuff, it's a different ball game. But if you can't – that's
4: if – can, gotcha. You can say that about almost every play in any okay. any
5: game. All right, so he we can't got the evaluate benefit. what would have happened. All we can yeah. evaluate is what did happen. Doug Middleton turned into Butterfingers, Doug Middleton, and didn't make a pick in okay. the back of the end zone. So, which you, is what he should have done. You you want to focus on the negative no,
4: instead of saying, the positive? No,
5: no, no. Here is <laughs> what I am saying, man. You always take it that way, that's and it's a, that's not That's just true. what happened. It, no, it just not. happened. No, no, no. There's a difference between the Jets' defense and the Jaguars' defense. The yes, Jets it is. Of course. Of course And it the Rams' is. defense. The of Jets' course. defense and the upper echelon defenses. But you have you to know.
4: remember, we're talking about the Cleveland Browns who hadn't won a game I know. in 635 635- games. Days I know, and that's All I right. want to pick
5: that up. So I, what I really, you
4: do is you focus on no the no, the negative. No, oh, this, no he did, you no. just did it. You no, just did no.
5: Brian. You take Brian, it as negative when it's an actual thought. It applies Brian, going forward, Brian. Oh boy, Here what you're go. doing is you're
4: making it seem like the the New York Jets defense doesn't belong in the NFL. And the fact that Baker Mayfield had success against it limits our praise on him. No. Discounting everything I had said earlier. No, no. And putting it against, oh, it's not the Jacksonville defense. It's not this defense.
5: Ephraim. You from? Yes, Brian. Yes, Brian. <laughs> yes, yes, Brian. There's a big difference, and you know it, I between do know the Jets' it. defense and top five, top 10 defenses. Guess, They're not there. Guess,
4: guess who doesn't know that?
5: Baker Mayfield doesn't know that. He and has the no Browns idea. fan base doesn't know that. And apparently, ba- you don't know it, that. It, it's not. You it's know not it, about, but you're it, not going to look at it.
4: We're talking about Baker Mayfield. I wasn't mm-hmm. talking about the Jets' defense, I was talking about him as a player. As someone who came in off the bench, as someone who didn't get the reps and practice, and how he was able to be productive and lead his team back, right? That's what I was talking about. It could have been against the 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 Owls, right? (laughs) It it could have been against anybody. The fact that (laughs) he's in the National Football League, the first action of his National Football League career. Happens to be he was down by fourteen. He gets put into a situation and he was able to come out victorious with no turnovers, a pretty good passing percentage. And oh, by the way, he caught a touch uh um the the trickery play. Like for me Oh, oh let's throw
5: that in there. But but, oh, man, but no, what a but job. no,
4: but 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 honestly, when 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 we're talking about just like we were talking about Sam Darnold, how he threw the pick and then he came back and let the team um, back, like, we gave him praise because that's difficult to do. It's difficult to throw a pick six on your first play ever. And then and what then happened? And then come back out. But look, I'm talking about that game. It, then come back out and lead your team to victory. These are positive steps.
5: They're positive steps. He but ste- again, like Sam Darnold, he played great. Against the Lions. We talk all this trash about the Lions until Sam Darnold plays well, and then we act like they're the 85 Bears. No, and they're that's not, not, and that's then, not what we're doing. And then we're, we're stunned and we're like, hey, whoa, he hasn't played well in the next no, couple of games. No that's not shocking.
4: No one's doing that. I, I You know what? I, I you just, I, Maybe you don't value how difficult it is to come in and play when you've never played at this level.
5: Oh, wow. And, but, but I'm We've not, got, no, I'm not no, doing no, that. No, we're not even going. You just did that's it. That's not what We got Steve DeSager. He's stop, Steve DeSager stop. is with don't, us. Let's I don't let's want get you to Steve take in it, in it like that. I didn't want uh, you to take no it like that. There's no other way
6: but to take it that way. I didn't way. mean there's no it other like way. that,
5: Brian. Okay. Yeah, all right. Yeah, we got Steve. He's spinning us around. What's going
6: on, Steve DeSager? Guys, something amazing is happening in college football right now, and almost no one can see it. The Army game at Oklahoma is only on pay-per-view And it's tied 21-all with eight minutes to go. At fifth-ranked Oklahoma, the Sooners just got stuffed on a fourth-and-goal at the one. Army takes over on downs. It's still a tie game somehow. And in fact, Oklahoma, in time of possession, as of late third quarter, only had the ball eight and a half minutes in the game army with believe it or not 66 carries for nearly 300 yards rushing they have dominated time of possession so of course they're ahead in the stats and shockingly tied on the scoreboard as we approach mid-fourth quarter against the sooners apparently the fox contract with oklahoma this is according to news okay meant that once fox picked the opener against florida atlantic as their fox game They could do whatever they wanted with this matchup with Army. They decided to make pay-per-view money off it. And kind of Oklahoma stuck with it because they don't make as much TV money as rival Texas does. So they're in this kind of deal and... Who, who expected a 21-all game mid-fourth quarter right. with Army at Oklahoma? But college football writers around the country are left and right saying, I can't find this game. How can I find this game? <laughs> the answer is you would have to pay $55 on pay-per-view <laughs> for wow. Army at Oklahoma. And as it turns out, It's tied in the fourth. We'll keep you updated. Sixth-ranked LSU is leading late third quarter, 24-14 against Louisiana Tech. It's early fourth quarter at Kentucky, and the Wildcats are ahead of 14th-ranked Mississippi State, 14-7. Game on FS1 at 15th-ranked Oklahoma State, and the Cowboys are trailing. Texas Tech leads on the road in the third quarter. 24-17, early third at ninth-ranked Auburn, Tigers 17-0 over Arkansas, early third quarter, 24th-ranked Michigan State leads 21-7 at Indiana, and on Fox TV, it's 18th-ranked Wisconsin up 7-0 mid-second quarter at Iowa, while it's now 20th-ranked Oregon leading number seven Stanford 24-7 in the final minute before halftime of that game. Earlier victories for Alabama and Georgia, for Clemson and Ohio State. Old Dominion beat number 13 Virginia Tech. Texas upset TCU. Purdue defeated Boston College. NBA contract, a five-year extension for Minnesota's Carl Anthony Towns, worth $190 million, according to ESPN. Tiger Woods leads the Tour Championship by three strokes. In baseball, the Braves won to clinch the NL East title. Cardinals won on a 10th inning homer. Tampa Bay lost and and then the Yankees won in 11 innings, so the Yankees clinch a wild-card spot. In progress, the Brewers are getting shot out. At Pittsburgh, 2-0 Pirates over Milwaukee, bottom of the eighth. Cubs are leading 5-3 at the White Sox in the top of the seventh. Once again, the item. It's now about seven minutes left. Army with the ball and a tie game at fifth-ranked Oklahoma, 21 all.
5: This is amazing. That's crazy, man. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. I feel bad for Army. How often do you hear people say, I got to see this Army game? And just when they say it, it's like, well, you got to shell out 55 bucks on pay-per-view to see the Black Knights.
4: (laughs) That's crazy, man. Look, I'll tell you, watching this game cast, because I can't watch the game, um, Oklahoma may not get the ball back. They may not get the ball back. Army can drive this ball all the way down the field. They're currently on the our Army 42-yard line. It's first and 10. got to remember, mm-hmm. they got the ball on the one-yard line. Yeah. And they have to drive the length of the field. They may not get this. Oklahoma may not get this ball back.
5: It's possible, and there's 6.24 to go. We're on the plus side of six minutes left in the game. It's not a guarantee. No, it's not. The time of possession, Army 40
4: minutes, 10 seconds, Oklahoma 13 (laughs) minutes.
5: Wow. It's tough. Tough to play defense for that long when you always hear it, assignment football. Assignment But it's not football, just that. Man. It's the amount of snaps. It's the it's amount of time ridiculous. you're on the freaking field, you know? Yes. How can your defense
4: survive that? They have over 300-plus yards rushing, 40 yards passing, Army does.
5: Yeah. Um, I wanted to get your thoughts on this real quickly because there's this story with uh, Deshaun Watson being involved in it. So Houston Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson, they came up short last week at the Titans. And so a guy by the name of Lynn Redden, he was a superintendent at a Texas school. And he thought that he was sending a private message on Facebook. Turns out he was, well, he was posting it publicly. And he put... That may have been the most inept quarterback decision I've seen in the NFL. When you need precision decision-making, you can't count on a black quarterback, wow. which is just beyond obnoxious.
4: Who was he trying to send that to?
5: He was trying to send it to a friend and posted it publicly, but That's serves awesome. him right. That's serves awesome. <laughs> serves him right have that public. And the crazy thing, Ephraim, is they went to the guy and they – you know, got his side of it. Like, what, what are you trying to say? He essentially doubled down. And he was like, well, I mean, check the numbers and you tell me what they say. <laughs> it's essentially check what he was saying. the numbers. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's amazing. So he has resigned. Uh, he, you think? Yeah, he resigned as the superintendent and he is no longer, but. You know what? I, that's
4: the That's the best thing about social media. I love it because when idiots, which he mm-hmm. is,
5: expose themselves
4: expose themselves their life is changed forever yeah and that's the wonders of social media I love it keep on keep on ignorance is ah, sometimes ignorance is is, is is a is a smart person's best friend right because <laughs> now this dude is sitting at home has no job to go to probably won't get hired anywhere else in that position. <laughs> <laughs> so now what right hey welcome to subway do you want to try our new crescent roll
5: hey he's probably not gonna get hired
4: at chick-fil-a because they're, cheerful oh, over they're not there doing that yeah, yeah they're not no, doing that no, 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 no. that's too no.
5: much negativity you, you gotta be optimistic oh, and yeah, gotta positive be bubbly. and upbeat gotta be bubbly. And just hap- hey would you like a refill gotta that's chick-fil-a it doesn't sound like it's Hey, this you know guy. what let me give you an extra sauce okay uh-
4: Sometimes these things can run out. Let me get you an extra one.
5: <laughs> you just got, eyeballing your drink here. Looks like it. it needs an additional ice cube. Uh, let me put that in there. It, 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 it heated up a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. By man. the way, on up, himself. Update, on himself.
4: update on that Army game. Ball's now on the Oklahoma 30, first and 10, 14 mm. plays, 69 yards, eight minutes, nine
5: seconds taken off the clock. <laughs> This is what I love about college football and the NFL also, but especially college football because there's less of a margin for error. By the way, Baker Mayfield is on the sideline for this Oklahoma game. Right. (laughs) Oops. But uh, (laughs) the season tests you, and it tests your weaker parts because we know Oklahoma's offense is what really makes that team go. And all of a sudden, we're looking at this game, and we're early in the season It's September – But you're at your own place. You're facing the Black Knights of Army, and your defense has got to get it done. And we're going to find out if you can do it or not, Oklahoma. And that's what the season does. (laughs) These lesser teams out of nowhere, they'll sneak up on you, and they will test your weaknesses. And that's what we're seeing today in Norman.
4: Yeah, we we played uh, Army in a bowl game last year, and you know how good our rushing attack was. (sighs) We were not prepared for that one, I can tell you that. That was not what you wanted. They just don't give the ball back to you. They just don't. They really don't. Now they're in a tough situation. It's third and 14. They may be forced to throw the ball, but no, an army. They'll just hand it off. That's just <laughs> what they
5: do. Yeah. How about that? Think about that at the Oklahoma 34 yard line. That's a tough call because you dance with who brung you, which right. would be the running game. Right. But you'd need some yards to attempt a field goal. And that little devil on your shoulder is like, hey, hey, third and 14, how about a pass? How it's about like, a passing play? But no one can catch. <laughs> but, <laughs> but no but one still. can throw. But right, right. <laughs> Who's going to throw the ball? All right, <laughs> coming up next from the Geico Studios, this has got to be the most delusional player in the NFL today. I'm Brian No, he's he from Salam. This is Fox Sports Radio. I'm Brian Noheezy from Salam here on Fox Sports Radio. We're coming to you from the Geico mm-hmm. Studios. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15 percent or more on car insurance? Means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. Hey, so B, the, uh, B,
4: remember when we were te- uh, it was third down and 14 for Army and yeah, we were talking about, about what they say, should do?
5: <laughs> the Black Knights are like, yeah, let's air it out. Interception. Interception. Yeah. Good job. Way to go. And now Oklahoma's got the ball at the Army 41-yard line. By the way, Louisiana Tech only down by a field goal. They're down 24 to 21. 21 unanswered points from La Tech.
4: We got action.
5: We got action. We got got action. my, uh, My teaser was just screwed up by Nick Miss- Fitzgerald wide State. open, wide open receivery from on third and 15 air, my ma- mailed interception Ugh. Kentucky cashes in touchdown. It's just going up in flames. It's all sorts of bad right now. <sighs> Goodness. Goodness. <laughs> and Oklahoma, how about this? They're at army's 31 yard line. Just over a minute to go. They're going to escape.
4: They're going to escape.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Unless they screw this thing up and don't kick the winning field goal. I, I don't see them I don't see them losing this ball game.
4: Nah, this is uh well, then again, there are kickers out there.
5: There are you <laughs> know how I
4: feel about that.
5: Week two NFL, not kind. Not kind. Not at all. <laughs> and not just the NFL college too. Oregon State had a chance to beat Nevada. Well, missed.
4: I tell you what, Cleveland went out and rectified their situation.
5: I'll tell you what, man. So did Minnesota. I, I think the football gods just smiled down on the Browns. They were like, you know what, enough's enough.
4: And We got to stop it. It's <laughs> because some, the, we have to stop
5: it. The first field goal that Kicker made for the Browns, I've never seen that. It started hard left and just went right back to the middle. I was like, what was that? Troy Eggman said it's a power draw like Tiger Woods. <laughs> when do you see that from kickers?
4: Yeah, that's. Uh, but he's the guy. He's a, he's a national hero there, right behind oh, Baker God. Mayfield.
5: Yeah. So I think this has to be the most delusional player in the NFL right now. Listen to Antonio Brown, oh. listen carefully to what he has to say to members of the media.
1: Antonio, do you consider yourself a leader on this football team and a leader by example?
5: Absolutely. I
2: think I lead by example. I come to work every day. Uh, You guys can make a statement that I'm a diva, but you ask these guys. I put my heart on the line every day. regardless of how I'm feeling, I'm out there. I'm
5: giving 100% effort. That's what I'm about. (laughs) Ephraim.
4: Most guys don't know what being a leader means. Wow, he doesn't.
5: He sure doesn't. Especially most
4: younger people.
5: Right. Antonio Brown's production speaks for itself. This dude's had five straight seasons catching at least a hundred passes. Yes. That is not
4: being a leader. That is being exceptionally talented.
5: That's right. And being exceptionally productive. That's not being a leader. There is when a difference. Yes. When you are chewing out your offensive coordinator, right? When you're having words on the sideline coupled with, cause people would be like, Oh, what about Tom Brady? Okay. Has Tom Brady tweeted at reporters threatening violence has he just skipped practices has he done a Facebook live video after a playoff win? has he had d- done any of those things are those on his resume no
1: because if they no hurt, no, uh, no one has no exactly <laughs> he can't because he destroyed his phone right oh wow.
4: wow
5: listen to you listen
4: wow that came that came out of nowhere
5: Papa Bear just off the top rope you know he smelled Patriot talk and uh jump right in squash that right away
4: (laughs) sit down before you hurt yourself in there
5: (laughs) but really we're on the same page on this one Antonio Brown is incredibly talented and productive but this dude he doesn't know the definition of leadership he's not even close to being a leader
4: no he's not and but you, you look the majority of 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 extremely talented and gifted people consider themselves leaders because they are exceptionally talented right mm-hmm. you put up numbers I'm leading by example yeah mm-hmm. that's not what we're talking about right Some of the best leaders in 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 locker rooms and clubhouses are guys who may not even play right. think about that
0: some yeah. of the best
4: leaders in locker rooms and clubhouses and dugouts may be from guys who don't even play
5: or lesser players think Our about Josh players. McCown with right. the Jets Josh McCown's a leader he's he's holding the clipboard right now that's it, that's
4: a true essence of a leader who yeah. can command attention without the exceptional play right. on the field right or the court. It's like
5: if you're a leader if everything could be duplicated, you think the Steelers would be in a better position if everybody's yelling at their coordinators? Right. No, no. All right, coming up next, more hard-hitting football. Oklahoma not out of the woods yet. How about, man, the kicking has just gone straight downhill. It's yeah, falling man. off a cliff. Yeah, and and, and my
4: good friend, friend Mark Willard was he wasn't too pleased about my, my kicker rants. That I was having uh, last week, and he said I couldn't do what a kicker does. There's more of a chance that me as an offensive lineman could do what he does than him doing what I, I I can do. That's what I'll 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 leave that there. Right? There's more of a chance of me kicking a 30-yard field goal than it is of him stopping Dwight Freeney from getting to the quarterback.
5: I agree with you, but it's just a dumb argument. Like, who cares what you could or couldn't do? Right. It's his job to do it. Right. He's paid to kick. He is a kicker. He has spent his life kicking. Who cares what you could make or not? That's
4: my, See, that's my guy coming to my defense right there. It's Man. like, this is the only thing you're on the team to do. <laughs> right? This is it. And the reason players feel like that is because we see you know those those dog days in training camp where you're a week or two weeks in and you're tired of going against your own defense and you've been hidden and all of this is going on. And then you look over to the to the B field and you see the kicker, the long snapper, and the punter hacky sacking the football into trash cans. Yeah. This, this is this is this is true. I'm not making that up. Or trying to hit the upright, standing on the 30-yard line and trying to throw the ball and hit the upright or throw it into a trash can. That's their training camp. So when you get to to the season and we've worked hard to get you in position to win the game, the only thing that that, that we see when you miss. Is we flash back to those days when we were dying out there on field A and you were hacky-sacking a football, that's what pops into our mind. That's why we feel the way we feel about kickers.
5: I hear you, and that's why I believe it's the most pressurized position there can be. It's the most pressurized um, spot you could be in. You know, I don't want to make it sound like quarterback versus kicker versus this position. I mean the spot that you are in. Because think about that. This is a collision sport. You've got teammates that are fighting, bleeding out there, not to be too over the top, but that's exactly what's happening. And you're the guy who trots onto the field, and you're expected to put the ball through the uprights, knowing full well, if you do not do that, all of these guys who have been fighting for 60 minutes to put (laughs) your team in a position to win a game. They're going to be looking at you, not just sideways. They are going to want to claw your eyes out because you screwed (laughs) up the game for them. And on top of that, you might be out of a a gig, a la the Browns kicker Zane Gonzalez and the Vikings kicker uh, Daniel Colson or whatever his name is, Carlson. So that's a lot of pressure. I think that's more than free throws in the clutch, more than a big putt. Because there's so much more writing on it in this particular sport.
4: Right. It It is. And the, the, the difference I see is when you're at the free throw line, right, you're up there and you've gone through everything that your teammates have gone through, right, all the drills in the summer, all the, you know, their training camp is a little different than ours. Uh, but you've run the suicides. You've done all the things that they've done. The kickers have not done any of that. Right. Like, it's that's how serious it is. That's how separate they are. Like, when we go to meetings at, at, at night in training camp and didn't, don't get out until about 10, 9, 30, 10 o'clock, they have been at home or back at the dorm for three hours. <laughs> they have left – they have been gone for three hours because the first meeting we do every – meeting cycle is special teams. So when that's over, we still have three hours left of meetings to go and they're gone. All of this runs through players' minds when they go out there and miss a 24-yard field goal to win the game. It's not cool. No, not cool
5: at all, man. But that's the gig. That's the gig. (laughs) That's the territory. That's the gig. And, And I think that, especially in the NFL, I do think that there's something to be said about the extra point line being moved back. Because it's a confidence position. Mm -hmm. You have got to have supreme confidence to thrive under those pressurized situations. And if your confidence is shaken because you hooked an extra point, good luck trying to kick a game winner at the end. Right. No
4: one is allowed to talk to you. Right. What are you –
5: if you miss a
4: kick, you go over, they show him. He's over – he's behind the bench. He's not even sitting on the bench. He's behind the bench – him and that net are, go, are having an argument like Odell Beckham, right? And you, no one is ever over there like, hey, you get the next one, man. Let's go. Come, we need you. Like, You're not allowed to talk to them. Yeah, like,
5: You don't want to get in their minds, their psyche. Are
4: you kidding me?
5: <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, by what? the way, I was watching the Notre Dame game today because, you know, I, I bleed for Irish football. Of course. The very beginning of the game, I think it was scoreless at the time. Wake Forest, they're kicking a field goal. Everybody was out there, but the kicker. <laughs> the kicker comes on late and he hit the upright. Oh, oh my. And God. the coach just laid into him, yeah, man. It's
4: like, what are you doing? This is yeah. the
5: only thing you need to be focusing on. <laughs> That's it. I think that certain kickers, I know that certain kickers would respond to a tongue lashing instead of, oh, they're gentle psyche and we can't. We can't call them out. But
4: we don't know who those guys are, so we have to treat them all with kid gloves.
5: It seems like that. Um, But, you know, I remember this. I remember Tom Coughlin getting all over Lawrence Tynes. Remember the Giants kicker Lawrence Tynes? And he had missed a couple of kicks in that NFC title game against the Packers. The one when it was just freezing and Tom Coughlin, Tom Coughlin's face looked like it was going to fall yeah, off.
4: Yeah, I was a different yeah. type of red.
5: Oh, gosh. <laughs> and Lawrence Tynes kicked a long-distance field goal. And I remember Tom Coughlin getting up into his face. and am like, come on! Your job is to kick the field goals! You know how Tom Coughlin yeah. is. And it, it, it worked out. He didn't go into a shell.
4: You just never know, man. You never want, as a coach, you never want to be the reason your kicker is is... is 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 now talking to his hands. Right? Like I, you, you just I, I mean, hey man. And I'm trust me, I'm not anti kicker. I was had the opportunity to play with the one of the all time greatest kickers in the world who got us to the Super Bowl and yeah. one Morton Hall of Fame Anderson who yeah. uh you know beat at the time supposedly the best kicker in the NFL and Gary Anderson for the Minnesota Vikings in nineteen ninety eight. Um So I love – I mean, I understand the value of that. When you do your job. Sure. Right? Like, I have a job to do. Right? If I don't do my job, I don't get you in position to do your job. I hear you, man. So if I can get – if I can do as a left tackle in the National Football League in a two-minute drill, I get the best defensive end on the opposing team. Whoever that guy is making that max deal, that's who I block up and down the field. So if I can do my job and get you in position to win the game, the least you can do is yours. Because if I don't do mine, we don't even have to worry about your job. It's not going to even come to you. Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah, in Oklahoma, they look like they're probably going to survive their kicking woes. I don't know if I can put a double kiss of death on this thing. Because I'm like, oh, it looks like they're going to survive this thing and unless they miss the field goal. Well, that's exactly what they did is miss the field goal. Oklahoma is up 28-21. They've scored an overtime touchdown. Nice pass by Kyler Murray. What is he doing playing football? That Kyler Murray? <laughs> that guy? <laughs> and Army's got second and 12 at the oh. Oklahoma 27 right now, needing oh, a touchdown. It's, it might be slipping away from the Black oh, Knights here. boys, slipping away. And we got Army... Throwing passes. Oh, Lord. That's eh, third and 12. Now. Yep. Incomplete. Goes. Don't. We're coming to you all. live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate. Quote Elsewhere in college football today, huge upset. Old Dominion takes down Virginia Tech, where they were 29 point underdogs. Old Dominion, and they win by two touchdowns. So it is the biggest upset by an FBS team over an ACC opponent in the last 40 seasons. So, uh, good luck next year, Hokies, is pretty much what one Saturday (laughs) can do to your season. One Saturday, good night. Yes. How about Nebraska, by the way? Scott Frost and the Cornhuskers. Wow. Wow. Getting just dump trucked by Michigan. 0-3 on the season and an ugly 0-3. Yeah, hasn't been...
4: uh... Not, uh, not what they were hoping for, I can just
5: tell you that. No, no. And uh, we go back to the reputation thing. Think about Michigan. Michigan's looked pretty decent after losing to Notre Dame. And no one cares. Right. <laughs> no, no, no one, one cares. cares. That's not helping out their reputation at all, blowing the doors off of Nebraska today. It's all about those big games. I all about the big I think, games. I think football is just like corporate America, Ephraim is I'm sure you've had a boss at some time or another that's just too busy to be accurate. And so they look at big picture things, and they just make educated guesses with the rest of the evaluation. They're like, oh, this guy, he works hard, comes in on time. Good worker. <laughs> they don't have any right, idea like, what else is going on. Yeah, yeah. he yeah.
4: smokes crack in yeah. the, <laughs> it, it, on his lunch hour. <laughs> and what? It's just
5: <laughs> <laughs> He's here but on the, time. and uh, Yeah. yeah. That's how it works in football, too. They're going to look at, what, Matt Ryan in week one playing badly against the Eagles. Ah, overrated. Bad guy. He played great last week. No one cares. You know, Michigan's played really well. They crushed Nebraska today. No one cares because it's not a big-time game. It's all about the big-time moments. That's how it goes. Yeah, it it, it does. And
4: it, it should be like that, right? I mean, you judge by by the level of, of the game, right? Like, if you're in the national championship or you're in the playoffs and you get destroyed or you win, that people
5: will look at that like, oh, okay, you belong or you don't belong. Right. That's just how it is. For the most part, yes. I think that, uh, you know, the biggest games matter the most. I do think that the reputations can get out of whack based on that because it's just like corporate America. If you're not paying attention to more than just the big picture stuff, you can have a bad evaluation of an employee. So It's the same thing when it comes to a team in football, a player in football. You just look at the big picture stuff. You're missing all of the other things, and you could have a bad evaluation of a player.
4: Yeah, you can. Sometimes the big picture clouds the little things, the things you need to know that Jeffries is in the bathroom smoking crack right now. (laughs)
5: That's right. It although Oklahoma,
4: he does have the spreadsheet and the TPS reports, he's a crack addict. Police say yes.
5: he's
6: at the lake naked and smoking crack.
5: <laughs> well, and sometimes there's a there's a bad e- evaluation on the big stage, and I would say that's the truth with Matt Ryan. I didn't think I didn't think Matt Ryan played badly against the Patriots in the Super Bowl. No, I'll I, always I say either. it had more to do with Kyle, Kyle Shanahan. Shanahan. Absolutely, yeah. Right, but for some reason, Matt Ryan's reputation took a huge hit, and he hasn't come close to, you know, uh, changing the narrative. Yeah, look, look at Cam Newton in that Super Bowl. Yeah. He hasn't been the same yeah. since. No, no, he hasn't. All right, coming up next from the Geico Studios, it's very telling that players are against something that benefits themselves. I'm Brian No. He's he from Salam. This is Fox Sports Radio. I'm Brian No, He is from Salam, Coming to you from the Geico studios here on Fox Sports Radio. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? Means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. Man, I'll tell you, Oregon is putting it on Stanford. Yeah, they are. <laughs> I, Uh-oh. Fumble. Bumble. How is that not a touchdown? You seeing that? That review, like how how was that out of bounds? Yeah, I don't count? know.
4: They, I guess they said the pylon was out of bounds, and he kicked the pylon.
5: Well, okay, well,
4: they almost just gave it to Stanford. That was close.
5: How can that be? Like the the runner was in bounds. He steps on the pylon before the ball crossed the. I guess so. Eh. Close, close call for the Ducks. They're still rolling, still getting it done. You know what's funny? <laughs> reputation has been the, the common theme tonight. It takes a lot to change your reputation. Think about in life. If you're known as the cheap guy, you're going <laughs> to have to pick up the tab 15 times in a row for people to be like, what's right. gotten into Brian? Like, He's the cheap guy. Like, They're still not coming around to the fact that you're no longer the cheap guy. Right. <laughs> so in sports, it's the same thing. If you're known as Oregon finesse bubble screens... They don't just line up and knock you off the line of scrimmage. You're going to have to do a ton. It's not just going to be one season. It's season after season after season for people to be like, well, they're starting to be a little bit more physical. That's just how it works.
4: Yeah, you. I mean, it takes a long time. To t- oh,
3: wow. <laughs> you
4: see what's happening right now with Stanford? Oh, yeah, I'm Scooping, watching it. Scoop and score. Scoop and score. scoop bidoop.
5: That's All right, uh, well. Let's see yeah. how this goes. We got a lot of time left. That is unbelievable where Oregon's going in. Look like they scored originally ruled a touchdown where they're going to be up thirty one to seven. And by the whisker of whiskers, it's of me, overturned. So- yeah. And then Oregon, third and goal. Wow. Snap over Justin Herbert's head. Scoop and score. And the thing Scoop is, six. two
4: plays before this. They fumbled the exchange between the quarterback and running back, and Stanford almost recovered that one. Man. So the last three plays have been disastrous for for Oregon as we sit here and and try to compliment them about their change in philosophy. (laughs) Right. Way to go, guys.
5: And you know what's crazy? This is how it works, too. What costs you a game? Let's just play this out. I don't think Oregon's going to lose, but let's just say for the sake of argument, they do. It's not going to be about them shooting themselves in the foot. It's like their reputation of not being physical. It's, it's still going to come back. We're like, well, see, Oregon, there you go. Not physical. <laughs> and It's totally not what would have cost them the game if that's the way it plays out. Isn't that right, crazy? Right, yeah. It's strange. Yeah. We got action, though. I um I talked to Joey Alfieri this week. Did you? He was the scoop and score guy. Mm-hmm. He was great. He's a Portland native, and uh, I asked him about if he was yay or nay on white bread because people in Portland they've been giving me a hard time for loving white bread, <laughs> and he went nay. He said nay on white bread. You go yay or nay on white bread? It from- depends.
4: I love a, a a nice turkey and Swiss on white. But I like sourdough for <laughs> I, like, I like I like sourdough for my grilled cheese and I like wheat or raisin toast for my toast in the morning for breakfast. <laughs> you know, I I like bread. I'm a bread
5: guy. You're EOE. I'm gluten. I'm 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 gluten positive. Yeah. Equal opportunity employer when it comes to bread it sounds like. Give me the gluten, baby. Yeah. Are you a uh, yay or nay? I don't know if I asked you this. Yay or nay on grape jam. Where do you stand on that? Grape jam is okay. I'm a strawberry guy, but I can do grape. Okay. You can dabble. I can dabble. Yeah. All right. That's all we ask. So this is interesting. You had multiple quarterbacks this week say, yeah, these roughing the passer calls are pretty <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> the, the, the players that are benefiting from the calls E from are like, yeah, this is bogus. If that doesn't tell you something, I don't know what does. Here, listen to Joe Flacco stating what I was explaining.
1: Listen, this is football, man. We all sign up to get hit. It's a violent sport. It's meant to be that way. I definitely have feelings for those guys over there because not only are they penalizing people you know, and affecting outcomes of games, but they're also taking paychecks away from people and they're acting like it's no big deal. Well, it is a big deal. It's a lot of money uh, for anybody. So there's a lot of issues with it.
6: Man.
5: How about that? Think about Joe Flacco. The play that comes to mind is when he was running the ball against the Dolphins and Kiko Alonso decleated him. And I don't think it was even a penalty at the time. He would have been kicked out of the game now. But it has changed so much from that point until now where the Clay Matthews hit on Kirk Cousins was just an absolute joke. For that to be a roughing the passer call, that was so bad. Oh, it's so bad. But
4: it's so funny hearing Aaron Rodgers talk about that when they changed the rule for him.
1: Yeah, right.
5: (laughs) Here is Aaron Rodgers. Check him out talking about these roughing the passer calls.
1: You know, we enjoy the protection below the knee and and above the shoulders. But I don't know many quarterbacks who want those calls. You know, there's, there's very few opportunities in the game for us to show any type of toughness. We're not getting hit every play. Hopefully not You know, the, the one on me. I don't think that's roughing the passer either.
5: Yeah, he was talking about last week against the Vikings, not last year against the Vikings. Right. There was a call on Eric Kendricks, the Vikings linebacker, and Aaron Rodgers didn't agree with it. I, I don't know what else you would need to say, all right, it's gotten a little bit out of hand here when the quarterbacks themselves are like, yeah, this is BS. First of all, every single time,
4: And if you don't believe me, take out a pen and pad or your iPhone, open up memos, and just put a check mark every time a quarterback gets hit and they look at the referee. Every time. If you run past Aaron Rodgers and bump his shoulder, he'll look at the referee like, did you see that? Mm -hmm. That was a late hit. So I don't want to hear the we're trying to prove our toughness speech from a quarterback. You want to know how you prove your toughness as a quarterback? Drive the team down the field with 56 seconds left and score a touchdown to win the game. That's pretty tough to me.
5: Do you think, and by the way, Aaron Rodgers, he went in more depth and he was saying that Anthony Barr's hit last year. He didn't think that was a penalty either that broke his collarbone let me ask you this though do you think that you could do both do you think that you can prove that you're a tough guy while also yelling that there should have been a penalty or you can't do both you can't do both it's one or the other Yeah, yeah, it's one or the other there's no no way you can do both
4: yeah well, I, I I'm just tough. Think Ouch. Ouch. Look, look what he did. <laughs> look what he did to me. Did you see? Ooh, ooh. Hey, look what he did. Oh, that's like the bully in school telling on people. Right? You go around bullying people and then you tell
5: them, hey, watch him. Look at him. Look at him. How about let's – if we take it to the NBA for a second, LeBron whines for calls all the time, right? Yes. Do you think that it makes LeBron – not a tough guy from that point on. If he's whining about a call and says, "I was there, man. That should have been a that should have been a charge." Yeah, it's excessive, right? When it gets excessive, then I
4: can't take it. Okay, I can't take it. Like the flopping and that. I just just too much for me. Like I don't want my sports like that. Right, so- basketball, football. Be, I come from a different era, of course. Uh huh. Someone younger than me that grew up in this era. This is the only game they know. So it may be, right? You, you we look we talk about soccer all the time, but look at soccer fans. They are okay with the theatrics, right? Oh, right, it's because built on theatrics, because, yeah, because they've been with that their entire lives. Right, that game has always been played that way. Basketball got more and more or less contact. Football is getting more and more and less contact. So some of the purists and some of the guys who played, Bryce Love just breaks out, touchdown, Stanford. But some mm. of the guys who play... <laughs> this game
5: is completely shit. It's crazy. Yeah, some of the ahead. guys
4: who played are used to the contact. And uh, now, I'm not saying that this isn't a good change to stop, you know, injuries. What I'm saying is don't be complaining. Right? You can't come out and be on both sides don't touch me hey he touched me right I'm tough he touched me that doesn't work
5: just accept what the rules are and play within the rules I'm gonna ask you a real easy question might not have an easy answer coming up next but someone who always plays by the rules you know who that is Steve DeSager he's with us tonight What's going on,
6: Steve? Guys, that Oregon touchdown that wasn't nearly put them up 30-7 to oh. in this game. It turns out to be a good call because they slowed it down and the ball was not across the goal line when his foot contacted mm. that pylon on the way in. So the mm. foot going across means nothing. The ball has to get across, and it wasn't. So they made Oregon run an offensive play after that and fumbled, and then another one after that and fumbled and scoop and score the other way. And now if Love's touchdown counts – my goodness, what a turnaround we have in this game. Late in the third in. quarter, uh, let's just say for now it's Oregon 24-14 over Stanford late in the third quarter. Meanwhile, on Fox TV at Iowa, it is now Hawkeyes in the lead early third quarter against 18th-ranked Wisconsin 10-7. to Michigan State, ranked 24th, is ahead mid-fourth quarter, 28-18 now against Indiana. It was 21, uh, 28-7 to start the fourth quarter. Ninth ranked Auburn leads 24 to three over Arkansas with 10 minutes left in that game. Final minutes on FS1, Texas Tech leads at 15th ranked Oklahoma State 41 to 17. LSU ranked sixth did put away Louisiana Tech 38 to 21. And how about fifth-ranked Oklahoma surviving at home with the overtime win against Army, 28-21. Oklahoma had missed a 33-yard field goal attempt on the final play of regulation. Army had to pass late in regulation on a third and long trying to get in a field goal range. It was tipped and intercepted. Then at the end of the overtime possession, Army had to pass and threw an interception, and that ended the game. So two INTs, they go three for eight passing on the game. Army had nearly 45 minutes' time of possession out of the 60 in regulation and Good. still loses at Oklahoma 28-21 in overtime. Old Dominion beat 13th-ranked Virginia Tech 49-35. Tech with 600 total yards and lost. They allowed 632 to a team that didn't even have a football program a decade ago. Kentucky beat 14th-ranked Mississippi State 28-7 tonight. Benny Snell with four touchdown runs. Texas on Fox earlier, upset number 17 TCU 31-16. Purdue over 23rd-ranked Boston College 30-13. Update from that Oregon game, the touchdown counts. It's 24-21 Oregon over Stanford. Final seconds of the third quarter. To Major League Baseball, the Brewers have been shut out. Lost 3-0 at Pittsburgh while the Cubs are winning in the bottom of the ninth 8-3 at the White Sox. The Brewers are leading the NL wildcard race, but it looks like they're going to be two and a half games behind the Cubs for first in the NL Central, with just over a week left in the season. Today, Tampa Bay lost while the Yankees won in 11 innings. The Yankees clinch a wildcard spot. St. Louis homered in the 10th to win. Atlanta got another victory over Philadelphia, 5-3, so the Braves clinch the NL East title. Tiger Woods leads the Tour Championship by three strokes. And that NBA signing tonight with preseason games starting next weekend. Minnesota gave Carl Anthony Towns a five-year extension, ESPN says it's worth $190 million. Back to you.
5: There he is. He's Steve DeSager. He is thorough and he is just. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800 947 Auto. The only hard part figuring out which way is easier. Man, we, we went from Oregon being up 31 to 7 to them just being up 24 to 21. That's crazy. Just like, I mean, within minutes. Yes. Just like that. Within minutes. And, and now the question is, Oregon's got to be on the sideline as they're about to come into the game offensively. Just like, they got to be thinking the same thing we are, to a greater degree. Like, What the hell just happened? <laughs> and they got to put it together for a full fourth quarter, man. Good luck. Yeah, good luck. I mean, he held
4: Bryce Love and check. Until that twenty-two yard run for a touchdown,
3: mm,
4: man, we'll, oh we'll man. see. We'll see if that if that finesse moniker should be taken off of them.
5: <laughs> That's right,
4: right. That's what we've been discussing today.
5: Yeah. Oh man, it's rough. It's going to be rough for them to regain their focus because Stanford has all the momentum in the world, and they know that they were about dead. <laughs> If you go down 31-7, to 7, it is over. Yeah. And they got new life. It is hard to beat a team who gets new life. And that's where Stanford's at. Here's the the easy question I have for you, Ephraim. I don't know if it has an easy answer, though. I think it's a, an interesting point you're making that a quarterback can't be known as a tough guy if he's lobbying for roughing the passer calls. You know? So... In a scenario, let's just say Aaron Rodgers, he gets blasted and he thinks it's late. It's borderline. And for some crazy reason in today's NFL, you got to suspend disbelief for a second. They don't throw a a flag. What could Aaron Rodgers do in terms of lobbying for a call where you still would consider him a tough guy?
4: If he gets his helmet knocked off Mm -hmm. and he's like, hey, if it is, if it is one of those. Or roughing the passer, then okay. But not every time. I'm talking about every single time mm-hmm. a quarterback is touched, especially Aaron Rodgers, especially Tom Brady. They look at the ref. like. If you don't believe me, check it out tomorrow. Take your pen out, open your memos, and put a check every single time. It's ridiculous. It's, at this point, it's just like, okay, man, all right. So don't tell me. You want to be tough and prove yourself and take these hits when you can get accidentally bumped and you're looking for a flag. That doesn't resonate with me. I'm not buying it.
5: Yeah, I I hear what you're saying. I view it somewhat differently. If it's just monotonous, it's over and over and over like, "Hey, hey, that's roughing the passer. Hey, that's roughing the passer. Hey, that's roughing the passer. you can't then, in a post-game press conference, be like, yeah, I think these roughing the passer calls are really getting out of hand. <laughs> <laughs> they're begging for those calls that they're saying are out of hand. Right. That's exactly but I don't right. But I don't think that begging for a call eliminates your tough guy-ness, you know? Like, it's over and done with. You can't be known as a tough guy. You're getting hit by guys who outweigh you by 100 pounds consistently, you know? Mm-hmm. And hit hard. So I don't think that lobbying for a call all of a sudden eliminates the wait, tough guy factor. Wait till they
4: change it to tag. Well, you, if you touch the quarterback as the sack, he's dead. You can't, you know, that's what's going Everybody else is open, but when you get back to a quarterback, if you touch him, then he's dead. He's down.
5: I'll tell you this, though, when it comes to just landing on top of a quarterback, it's getting to a point now you're going to have to do one of two things as a defensive guy. You're either going to have to do what Von Miller says, which is go after the ball, and that eliminates a lot of it. If you're just strictly going after the ball, there's less likelihood that you fall on top of them. Or you just got to go forearm shiver. You know, you got to hit them with a forearm going in where you're not landing on top of them. But as Mike Zimmer said, there's a couple of quarterbacks. Cam Newton isn't going down. Ben do is
4: not going down. He's
5: not going down if you forearm no. shiver that guy. No, no
4: he's going he's going to absorb that and then throw a touchdown. Yeah, just a heads up: the San Diego State University zone against uh, was this Eastern Michigan? So just one. Oh gosh, want to let you in. know if you tune that into your to your your channel
5: there. First <laughs> off, here's the thing, man. We I endure. If, I endure you when you're uh-huh. Notre, Notre Dame, Dame, okay? Top ten team, top ten program. Come on, we'll man. See you how don't they, think we'll there's see a gap between Irish and San Diego no. State? No, there's no gap. There's a gap. There's not a gap. Here's one thing.
4: The only that I gap would, is we got better weather. I, well, that's
5: absolutely true. That's There's no the gap. That. Yeah, you cannot, Ephraim, big man, who I respect, even though we go toe to toe and butt heads like we're Rams on the plains and <laughs> <in> the mountains. <laughs> snow, um,
4: snow Rams butting yes, heads for territory. That's right.
5: you cannot go the for any university other than the Ohio state. Why is that? Because they own it. It's their thing. Whoa, 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 whoa,
4: whoa, whoa. How do they own it? Who said that? It's their deal. It's
5: the Ohio state. It's the San Diego state. No, it's not. It's (laughs) San Diego state. (laughs) It's Utah state. It's UTEP. I don't know anything
4: about those schools. All I know, is. The San Diego state. You know I did, what? I did that on Monday night one time when it was like, uh, you know, oh, man. I was like the San Diego state <laughs> university.
5: Oh man. I would have, I'm going to put together an anti the mix. <laughs> All those Sunday night intros. I'm just going to put a montage together of everybody who says the, when they're not going to the Ohio state, by the way, Today, Ephraim, I'm in Seattle with the lovely Christina. We're going to the Seahawks game oh, okay. tomorrow night. Yeah, that's awesome. But we random we went to the uh, the Space Needle. Went to the needle today. How was that? It was cool, man. It was nice. Is the weather still good up there right now? It's all right. You know, kind of windy. Man, it's beautiful. Pacific Northwest in, in the summer. It's not oh, summertime. It's oh, beautiful. It's beautiful. That'll that's fool rainy, you into moving there. And then the depression hits. <laughs> the great weather depression. Yes. Of, we do not know of sunlight for 10 months. Yes. Um, so we had a couple of hours to kill before we went up to the Space Needle because there's so many people going up there on a Saturday. It's like two hours of downtime. So we go across the street, grab some food. There were games on. so like a sports bar across the street. And I kid you not, it was Crawling with Ohio State fans. They had a flag up that said Seattle Buckeyes. Every time they scored against Tulane, they were doing the Ohio chant. And I'm like, where are we? We're in Seattle. and There's like wall-to-wall Buckeye fans in this random sports bar. It's crazy.
4: Yeah, well. You know.
5: But they own the. No, they they don't. Figure out a new word. Figure out a new false, word. False news. They own thee. They own it. They own thee. They own thee. They own thee. <laughs> they own thee. Find <laughs> your new word. They own thee. <laughs> <laughs> All right, coming up next to the Geico Studios, we close it down in style. Week three of the glorious NFL is upon us. We will preview a couple of the big games of note. That's on the way. I'm Brian Noh. He's E from Salam. This is Fox Sports Radio. I'm Brian No. He's E from Salam. Here with you here on Fox Sports Radio, coming to you from the Geico Studios. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? Means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. How about the Ducks? Those physical Ducks? Physical Ducks. Yeah, fourth and one. Stanford goes for it at the Oregon 30-yard line. And Jordan Scott, the nose tackle, who he has got some LBs. You know, mm-hmm. hard to move in the middle there, and they stuff Stanford on fourth and one, take over on downs. Big play, big play. It's pretty physical. Physical ducks. Not very finesse. No. Built on physicality. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, some of the bigger games of note, Ephraim. Uh, Eastern Michigan fireside. and San Diego. State? <laughs> talking Is NFL that, uh, here. Oh, sorry. that goes without saying. With <laughs> Aztecs versus. What's Eastern Michigan? What's their nickname? I don't know. I have no idea.
4: The uh, <laughs> shuman? I don't know.
5: <laughs> yeah, right. The uh, <laughs> the uh, what's the evil creature? The possums.
4: The, the possums.
5: Yeah, someone's got to bust that out. Somebody needs the possum. It's
4: got to be a school named the Possums. It's got to be.
5: D- there isn't. We
4: got nothing. Lead the lab. Get on that. Yeah. Possums. Find us a possum.
5: We got nothing, man. We need a possum. Even FCS is like, nah, that's beneath it's us, like, too. It's like, yeah, we're not going to <laughs> I mean, but we
4: have a banana slug? I'd rather be a possum <laughs> than a banana slug.
5: Right? Yeah. I, I don't know, man. Really? A banana yeah. slug? Banana slug. There's some charm to that. Where is the charm in a banana slug? It's like, well, what is that, first off? It's that... I don't know, man. It's this eclectic sort of vibe of, huh? So ambiguous, you know? It's next level. I go banana slug over possums myself. But in any event, week three NFL is upon us, Ephraim. Carson Wentz, first start since the torn knee ligaments, not just one, the ACL, but the LCL as well. What do you think we see from Carson Wentz in the Eagles tomorrow? I think we see a better show. I I think
4: we see the team that we all expected to see, you know, coming out. I I think he's hungry. I think he's ready to get back uh, on top of his game. And I I think the offense will respond. Now, as good as Nick Foles is, he is limited. And Mm -hmm. we know what Carson Wentz brings to the Brings to the table. I mean, he was going to, in my opinion, be the NFL MVP if he hadn't gotten hurt. So for me, I'm looking for them to, you know, take care of home and 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 really put it put it on the Colts.
5: Yeah, really put it on him. I'm curious, man, because I think throughout the season Carson Wentz's numbers are going to take a hit. I think they're going to come back to earth, not to the point where he is below average right? but he was an MVP candidate and to have two torn knee ligaments in week 13 we're talking in December to come back from that this season that's a lot to ask without his production taking any dip whatsoever I don't know if it happens tomorrow against the Colts but unfortunately I think we're going to see that throughout the course of this season how about Saints at Falcons NFC South showdown Saints have been they haven't been playing well at all. They haven't. To their but, standards. You think they get it done tomorrow? I, I do think they get it done. Yeah. Yeah. I do too. How about Chargers-Rams? Rams. Nice game. Rams favored by seven. Rams. That's a lot of points. Yeah. I'm right. going Chargers in this one, at Ooh. least plus the points. I, I Look at the Rams. They beat up on the Raiders. It they crushed the Cardinals. It doesn't matter,
4: man. That team, they have They got a lot of talent. You I know. just want to see him
5: beat a good team. Yeah, but talent decisively. is talent, right? Talent yeah. is talent. So, oh, they have it. Yeah, there's no you know, doubt. So
4: just because they started to the schedule off a little weak in terms of opponents,
5: they still the talent is still there. They do. They absolutely do. How about Cowboys Seahawks? Who you got in that one? Um, this is a toss up, but I, I'll, I'll take the the Seahawks. I'm going Cowboys. Okay. I think this is a reputation game. Seahawks have had a better reputation as of late. Cowboys haven't. I think if you swapped uniforms, you'd probably swap your selection as well. You know, <laughs> right. so I'm going to go with Cowboys. I think they're the better team. Do the Steelers get a win? Are they going to take down the Bucks and Fitzmagic on Monday night? Yeah. I think so too. I'm going Steelers. Yeah, Even though I would love to see Fitzmagic keep it going. Man, that chest hair is extensive, man. Maybe you could show that off after Monday.
0: An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good.
2: Or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services.
1: As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds...
5: It was shocking.
1: I have to know. What were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning. It's even messier than you thought.